the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. We've had a breakdown here in the studio. My first experience with the stick-on clips that I thought would withstand the weight of the Christmas lights that I brought in today. And we had it up for five blissful seconds, Aaron, before we had a breakdown. Those watching on the Hooley Show Facebook page will see that my Christmas lights are hanging askew uh, with my nativity scene framed in the center. I have a great angle of your decorating Mm. Yeah. uh, up right now. I noticed that no one, notably you, came in to help me decorate today. Does that mean that you disapprove of me decorating the studio? No, I think it's a fun activity to watch during the breaks. Yeah, I'm doing it during the breaks. I should have uh, done it before the show, but I was prepping before the show. And then once the show starts, I like to, you know, dress up the studio a little bit. So uh, we'll get that fixed by tomorrow. I promise it'll be all good tomorrow. I would wear a Santa hat during the show, but I find that the Santa hat is. Really, really hot. Uh, holds the heat in. Well, it's cold in the North Pole. Yeah, it is cold in the North Pole. Exactly. They make those Santa hats uber warm. Uh, it got a little warm yesterday when Elon Musk and Elizabeth Warren were in a Twitter spat. Actually, it wasn't a Twitter spat. A spat requires two people to be going back and forth. Elon Musk was doing all the punching, and Elizabeth Warren was doing all the receiving. In the wake of Elon Musk, the Tesla CEO, being named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Now, uh, it's an interesting choice. Uh, I think Elon Musk is a fine choice. I mean, a particularly fine choice in light of the fact that Time's Athlete of the Year was Simone Biles. Simone Biles. She won a bronze medal at the Summer Olympics. A Summer Olympics in which she was supposed to dominate and win five gold medals. She won none. And the reason why, of course, she didn't win five gold medals is because she didn't compete in five events. And the reason she didn't compete in five events is because she tapped out. Now, that's fine if you have a condition where you get disoriented up in the air. I don't want Simone Biles to push through to the degree that she injures herself. But it's fine for her to say, today's not my day. I don't think I can compete. I didn't like the fact that she said, Sometimes it's okay to be selfish. No, actually, it's not okay to be selfish. Let's not uphold that. And let's certainly not celebrate that by giving her Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year award. But Elon Musk, I mean, this guy is a transformative figure in our culture. Tesla is a very successful company. You notice... You have to listen closely when the Biden people talk about electric cars. I listened to the cut from Kamala Harris the other day where she's crowing about, we're going to make electric cars more affordable to everyone. 
But she didn't say it that way. She said electric cars built by union workers. Now, why do the cars have to be built by union workers? Is there something about the electric car manufactured in Detroit that makes it a better electric car than the electric car produced by Elon Musk, whose shop is non-union? Yes, there is something about it. And that something is that the, the workers at Tesla are not compelled to donate union dues, which are then given to Democratic politicians. That's why the Democrats never say anything about buying a Tesla. They say buy an electric car made by union workers. Well, that's probably part of the reason why the left is not very happy about Elon Musk being named Time's Man of the Year. Now, Time has a history of giving this honor occasionally to tech people. Mark Zuckerberg's won it. Jeff Bezos has won it. Typically, it's a politician. Last year, of course, it was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It was Donald Trump before that, way back in the day. And I saw this tweet. Somebody tweeted, Elon Musk is the most objectionable choice ever as Time's Man of the Year. Hmm. Well, Stalin won it twice. (laughs) And Hitler won at once. So, I mean, Tesla, they may be ridding the earth of a certain ethnic group of people, six million strong. It just hasn't made the headlines yet. So I'm going to say no on Elon Musk being the worst Time Magazine choice of the year, choices man of the year ever. I'm going to say no to that. Elizabeth Warren, she's saying no to it. She's not happy about Elon Musk being named Time's man of the year because... Can you guess? Aside from the union thing. Elon Musk, a rich guy. He's rich. Elon Musk, the richest man in the world. So he's got to be evil, right? He's not paying taxes, of course. He's a rich guy. Rich guys don't pay taxes. They don't pay their fair share. Hmm. So Elizabeth Warren tweeted that Congress should, quote, change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. Now, the one thing you have to know about Elon Musk is that he's not afraid to engage. And Elizabeth Warren coming at him with her meager wit and understanding was no match for Elon Musk. A guy who, let's review, shall we? How many people does Elon Musk employ? Um, I'm going to say thousands. How much money do those people pump into the American economy? I'm going to say millions, if not billions. Hasn't he partnered with NASA? Isn't that a government entity? Hasn't he made his space technology available to NASA, thus saving the government money? Yes, he has done that. So Elon Musk responded with a link to the story where Elizabeth Warren was portraying herself as uh, what, a Cherokee Indian, Faux Cahantis, F-A-U-X. <laughs> That's one of my favorite names. Uh, favorite names for Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Trump, of course, called her Pocahontas, which was hilarious. And then Elon Musk tweeted that Elizabeth Warren's screed against him was Reminiscent of a friend's angry mom who would just randomly yell at everyone for no good reason. Yeah, the guy 
faces a tax bill, a tax bill of more than $15 billion. And she has the temerity, no, excuse me, the stupidity to say that he pays no taxes. $15 billion is no taxes? Crazy. How much would the fair share be if $15 billion is not a fair amount of taxes for Elon Musk to pay? That seems like a lot to me. And then he ended with a tweet in which he referred to Elizabeth Warren as Senator Karen. <laughs> oh, I don't own a Tesla. It makes me want to buy one, though, knowing that Elon Musk is uh, kind of, sort of, one of us. I don't think he's fully in on all aspects of the conservative movement, but I do think he's an independent thinker, and that's okay with me. You don't have to be all in on the conservative movement. I'd love it if everybody was pro-life. I'd love it if everybody was pro-cop, pro-gun. But if you at least are pro-freedom, then you and I have something in common that we can work from a common place. But when you're somebody who subscribes to the theory of it's okay for me but not for thee, we don't have a common ground on which we can engage, on which we can proceed. And you see that attitude. It's okay for me but not for thee. You see that in so many people who have power in our government right now. I talked yesterday about power. Power is meant to be used to serve people. Power is not meant to be used to increase your own prominence, your own prestige, your own wealth, your own influence. Then it is misused. And it's clearly misused on the people who are in power now. Because they are about forcing you to do what they want you to do. You have freedom as long as you do what they want you to do, which is not freedom at all. Whether it's on vaccines, whether it's on masks, whether it's on driving your car, they'd love to eliminate cars. Everything they're doing, every single thing they're doing is designed to restrict your freedom. You'd like to be able to get in your car, drive across the country, whatever. No, they don't want you to do that. They want the gas to be high-priced. They want to dock you on the emissions of your vehicle. They want to force you to do, if you're going to travel, you're going to do it our way. If you're not going to do it our way, we're going to raise the cost of doing it your way. We're going to make it so painful that you don't want to do it your way anymore, or you can't afford to do it your way anymore. So Elon Musk, you have my support as Time's person of the year. And also, I do have to admire a guy who knows how to uh, dole out the snark in 240 characters or less. Now get to the Hooli Show Facebook page and look for that keyword from Aaron and win yourself a four-pack of tickets to Wild Lights at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium uh, sponsored by AEP Ohio. Do it right now. I think our governor is getting smarter, Mike DeWine. Or he's just tired of hitting his head against the wall and getting a headache from trying to get people vaccinated who by now have certainly demonstrated the fact that if they haven't been vaccinated by now, they have no inclination to be so. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Mike DeWine tells the Statehouse News Bureau that the attention now turns to convincing people who have been vaccinated 
to getting a booster shot because he's right about this. If you've not gotten vaccinated yet, then you probably are not going to be swayed by the governor continuing to harp and hound you and hector you into getting the vaccine. Here's the quote from Governor DeWine, story by Andy Chow. Where we really see the opportunity to save a lot of lives is, frankly, people who have already made the decision to be vaccinated, who have already been vaccinated, and now it's time for them to get the booster shot. So, so far, he has not sounded the shrill alarm that, oh, Omicron has been found in the state of Ohio. Now, everything I've heard about Omicron is that it is very contagious, but less threatening than other COVID variants, notably Delta and the original that came before it. We know so much more now about how to treat it. Pfizer and Moderna not only have vaccines, they now have therapeutics that they say are a pill treatment to mitigate the danger of COVID. To me, this is a game changer. I think all along, there is something about, even though really in theory, there's not any difference between a vaccine shot in the arm and a pill. Now, I know you're going to say, well, the vaccine shot in the arm, at least the Moderna and the Pfizer one, is messenger RNA and it reprograms your DNA. And a pill is most likely not going to do that. I don't know all the medical ins and outs of this. But to me, would I take a pill if I got COVID, I got COVID, I got a headache, I got no taste. All the, the chances of me going and getting vaccinated to prevent against getting COVID a second time are zero, <laughs> okay? I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I'll admit, a part of it is I don't want to cooperate with what Joe Biden wants me to do. I just don't. But part of it is, too. As I've said before, I know enough anecdotal stories of adverse reactions to vaccines that I'm putting my faith, my trust, my belief in God's sovereignty with me. He's going to deliver me if he wants to. He's going to bring me home if he wants to. I don't tempt that with stupid decisions. I don't run out in the middle of 270 at rush hour. It's not my time yet. I won't get hit. No, that's foolish. But with COVID, I feel like my body's produced natural antibodies. I have an Israel study that tells me natural antibodies are 27 times more effective than vaccines. I have a Cleveland Clinic study that says, what, 10, 12 times more effective than vaccines. So I'm not going to pay attention to Anthony Fauci, to Rochelle Walensky, to Joe Biden, to Kamala Harris, to Jen Psaki, to anybody else telling me I got to get vaccinated. I don't believe I have to get vaccinated. I had COVID a year ago by right now. Mild case. I was lucky, fortunate, blessed, however you want to say it. Got over it, moved on, haven't had it since. Been around it a lot. Haven't gotten it since. That increases my belief in my own natural immunity. So, There'll be more push. Omicron, more contagious. I'm just not going to listen to it. I'm not telling you not to do it. I don't know your personal health history. I don't know your tolerance for chemicals in your body. But I'm just saying, to me, it seems more reasonable to take a pill that will treat the effects of COVID. I mean, I'll take a pill for just about anything. 
My wife is against taking a lot of medicine. I get a headache, boom, I'm in the ibuprofen. I get a sniffle, boom, I'm in the NyQuil. I mean, I'm all about the pills. I get a cold, I'm at the doctor. I want to get rid of the cold. I'm a wimp. I don't like to sneeze and sniffle and have a sore throat, have a stuffy nose. I don't like that. I go to the doctor. And if they say, well, there's really nothing we can do. I'm like, no, there is something you can do. You can give me a prescription. Give me something. This is why you went to school. So I clearly don't have a problem with medical stuff and taking it as a therapeutic. I draw a distinction between a therapeutic and a vaccine. Maybe you don't. If you don't, okay, fine. That's fine. But I think DeWine is smart to say, look, we're going to talk to the people who we already know will comply, and we're going to try to get them to get another shot. Good luck, Gov. Good luck. Now, he is against a Republican-backed bill in the General Assembly that would ban public and private businesses and schools from setting up their own vaccine requirements or 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 requiring proof of vaccine. They just eliminate it. Now, I think there's merit in this because merit in the in the banning of it because it absolves school boards, CEOs, businesses from making decisions that might alienate their customers. In the case of schools, parents are the customers. In the case of businesses, you are the customer. It does give those decision makers a firewall to say, look, don't blame us. State says we can't do it. If you want to do it, you want to wear a mask, you want to not come to school, you want to not shop at my place of business, okay, fine, individual decision, but we can't enact a mask requirement, a vaccine requirement, because the state says we can't. I think that's more in line with how I think as a constitutionalist, because these people in the General Assembly were elected by the people. School board members, you can say, well, they were elected by the people. Okay, I'll give you that. What about the owner, the guy in Ohio who manages Home Depot? Is he elected by the people? Should he get to make the decision for all of his Home Depot customers? I would argue no. I would argue that the customer gets to make that decision. So they're thinking about this bill, and DeWine says he's going to veto it. Watch out, Mike. Watch out, buddy. When you veto a bill that has supermajority support in the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate, and this one may, mm, maybe he enjoys walking around with his hands tied behind his back. Because his hands are are definitely tied behind his back on forcing people to get vaccinated. They're definitely behind his back on that. They're definitely behind his back on picking winners and losers like he did in the early stages of the pandemic. The General Assembly said, no, you're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to reserve the right to just dismiss whatever you do in that regard. So if he goes down this road and he says he's going to veto this bill that the Republicans are trying to put forward, just know that could happen again. And I would rather they do it then he, one guy, have that choice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.